Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Hello, welcome inside. Hour number two of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Well-dressed hobo. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. This could be a drive that puts it away for the 49ers. And the only thing we're wondering is... There'll be a backdoor covered by the Giants. Uh, 23 to 12. The Niners have the lead in this game and they have the football. This has been one of those that it's not that the Niners have played great and it's not that the Giants have played so incredibly poorly, but this is a case of when you're a really good team, even your B game, your B, a little bit over a B game, because that's kind of what the Niners have had so far tonight. Even your B game is going to give trouble to a lot of teams. And the Niners' defense has been able to take Darren Waller away, and that's been a big thing because the Giants are having trouble moving the football. Now, they, they are stiffening in the red zone defensively, which is keeping them in this game a bit, but you know they have taken away what the Giants like to do. No Saquon Barkley was really, really rough coming in. I expected Daniel Jones to get outside the pocket more. That has really stunned me uh, that the Giants have not done that a little bit. And uh, right now I'm kind of riding the lightning here on my Giants getting 11 because it's a push right now. <laughs> I'm at 23-23. I'm the only one in the country who picked the Giants getting 11 tonight, and I'm a little nervous about no, it. No, pushing through to the 11 points you might have gotten on board there, right? That Saquon Barkley injury that uh, pushed it, uh, teetering past that 10 uh, breakthrough number there, 10 and a half, 11 is where you you found it in a, in a book. And obviously, as we've watched this game unfold, defense has played well in, in spurts for the Giants, but then they surrender the third long to let a drive continue. Uh, and long protracted drives you know, are not your friend. You know, nor, normally for offenses, but the 49ers to this point have avoided turnovers. 
been able to convert. Uh, your kicker, Moody, is still perfect on the year. And for Brock Purdy, it doesn't have to be sexy. It doesn't have to be a dominant game. Uh, they're controlling time of possession, running clock. They're up near 400 total yards to the 138 put up by the Giants. And to your point about Daniel Jones, currently credited officially with two carries for five yards. Mm. Shocking. Right, Brita got that touchdown run. That's really the only time he moved forward over the course of the night. And I'll tell you, something just happened really surprising. We'll get to the Bears in a second. But the Giants were, they had the 49ers in the third and two, and they were just outside of field goal range. And the Niners complete a pass, and Christian McCaffrey catches it, and he catches it right at the sticks, and they give him the first down. But he has to come back to the ball and he catches it, and coming down, you can clearly see the ball hit the ground. And it was it's tough to see on the play because he's got his arms around the ball, mm-hmm. but you can see the ball hit the ground. And I'm like, okay, well, Brian Dable's got to challenge this because this is the game right here. This is the game. You're talking about the Niners punting and, getting, and the Giants getting the ball back down 11. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and there's no challenge. Nope. And I'm saying... What are you? What's going on here? How do you not challenge that? This is the game. Even if you lose, this is the game. We don't care about your timeouts right now. You're down by eleven. You got to keep You're them down out two of field scores goal already. Range. Exactly. What, what are you doing? And there's no challenge. And I don't get why they didn't throw the challenge flag. And what happens two plays later? The Niners are in the end zone. Debo Samuel on a thirty-yard touchdown catch, and it is now. The Niners up big, and the only thing we're wondering is, can the Giants get a backdoor cover? Can Daniel Jones get you some fantasy points? Uh, extra point is up and good, making it 30-12 to with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Adoree Jackson uh, beaten on that route. Uh, Samuel, who had left the game moments earlier, earlier in this drive, uh, looked like he had landed awkwardly on the football or maybe took a knee to the back going down. One of those fighting for extra yards and then everybody comes from behind and, and dog piles you. Well, now he's back and running free uh, in the secondary. Yeah, once I think again. he's okay. I, mean, I, think I think he, he looked all right. right. I think he's yeah. all right. I think he's okay. We saw him on the sideline. Yeah. You were a bit concerned. Like, yeah. yeah, he looks okay. And then he's back into the game and it's like, ah, oh, here you go. I get wow, a free no, release no and away you go. No Ayuk and no Samuel. That's going to make things. Oh, no, no. Everything is fine. Yeah. You were really cheering for your <laughs> your Giants to beat the spread here. It's really in your brain the most important thing of the night. Thirty to twelve now. 49ers with the lead again, about six minutes left to go in the game. But you know, if Jackson had turned around, that could have been the fourth would be interception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's a thirty yard touchdown. People are still strike. hating. I'm sure people still hate Brock Purdy tonight, which again makes zero sense. It's all your fault. Uh, but speaking of quarterbacks, we'll have more on this game coming up in a few minutes. But speaking of quarterbacks, Bears GM, I, I look, I, I, I thought today we would get a little bit more info on the Allen Williams situation. Defensive coordinator who was fired or, or who left the team a day ago <laughs> saying, I'm going to spend time with my family. He had been away from the team for a few days. Reports that Hallis Hall was raided, and then those reports were debunked, and then we find out today that, oh, no, no, it was Williams' home that was raided, not Hallis Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the original... It's been crazy. thing that sent Twitter a buzz yesterday was both the home and the... Hallis Hall offices, that throws away. And then you get McAfee and his show citing sources that Williams opened and read. Nobody's jumped out to uh, say that that's categorically not true. Or at least I hadn't seen anything as the day wore on. Because certainly the Bears aren't talking about it anymore. Nope, he's gone. 
Something to see here. So that happened, and we're still waiting to hear that. Uh, But then we get a press conference from Ryan Poles, Bears GM, who decided, okay, there's too much stuff going on. I need to say some things here. So he said, we're still waiting for information on the Alan Williams part of it. Okay, that that's fine. We understand that. I don't want to say anything until we get it, because who knows? When the FBI raids somebody's house, man, that's okay. In the that's, end, you don't want to be year. on the hook for legal reasons, yeah, no, right? As, like a, as a reporter, as a talk show, whatever else. Uh, and certainly for the Bears, you just want to sit there and uh, say nothing to see here. We're, but then polls addressed the Justin Fields situation, who a day ago said, hey, the, you know, the coaching that's done here, you know, I'm thinking too much about the coaching. I need to just have that happen during the week and then go out and play on Sunday. It's too much in my head. The coaches, I'm, I'm getting a lot, and it's, it's a lot to process. I'm not playing like I know I can play. So this is Justin Fields basically saying, hey, I don't really want to be coached this way anymore, and now things you know are bad between he and Eberflus and everybody else. But Ryan Poles decides today to say, wait a minute, let me try to pour some cold water on this and tell you that, hey, yeah, things are tough right now. However, everybody loves Justin Fields. We have adversity right now. Slow start, 0-2, not where you want to be. We've dealt with life issues, injuries, and that's all real, and that's a part of, of what we do and what we got to deal with. In terms of Justin, I can't be more clear than this. No one in our entire building, none of our coaches, see Justin as a finger pointer at all. He's always taken ownership of anything that's happened on the field. He works with his teammates, works with his coaches to find solution. Except at his press conference yesterday. Uh, so everybody's trying to make nice because they know for the next few weeks – they have to all make it work together. We told you yesterday, by the time we get to the trade deadline, by the time we get to that point, something's going to happen because it's now Justin Fields versus Eberflus and the coaching staff. Either Eberflus is going to get fired or Fields is going to get benched. That's what's going to happen, right? That This is where this is headed. All This is where it's all going right now. Justin Fields decides, I want to get this out here. This is what I want to do at quarterback. It's my career, and if I have to go someplace else after this year, I want to go out my way. And this is Eberflus trying to hold on to whatever cachet he still has because another couple of losses, and everybody's going to want him fired. But it's going to be Fields is on the bench or Eberflus is going to be fired. That's how this is going to end. But let me just say this because I, th- this is a situation – That didn't need to happen. Why? Because every team makes the same mistake with quarterbacks when they bring them into the NFL is that they all think that a quarterback coming in, hey, yeah, he's good, but we need to teach him really, really deeply how to do X, how to do this. We got to teach him how to do it. And in this case, it's we want Justin Fields to be in the pocket. We want him to be able to read defenses. We want him to stay in the pocket more longer and complete passes. I understand that. That's the stupidest thing you can do to a quarterback coming out of college now. Quarterbacks come out of college now full-formed. right? They, they come out as this is the player they are. They've been succeeding playing this way their entire life. They succeeded in college playing this way. It's the reason they are top picks in the NFL draft. What you can do in college, throwing the football running the football, right? This is how you come in. And yet every quarterback and every player that I see fail, that I I, I can look at a team saying, we tried to teach him to do, we want him to do this way more. That's always going to fail. And teams are stupid. When quarterbacks come into the league, you can bang out the dents in their game. I'm not saying they can't they can't be taught, they can't be molded a little bit. You can bang out the dents. But that's as far as you can go. Because Justin Fields is successful because of the way he played at Ohio State. So you want him to do that 
in the NFL. It's what he brought him success all the way through. Now you say, okay, we're going to take away the instinctiveness that you use that, that makes you a good player, and we're going to make you into something else, right? The, the, the Ravens been trying to do it with, with Lamar Jackson, and he hasn't sniffed his MVP form, right? Because teams, you can't do this if you're a head coach. You have to let the guy be who he is and kind of bang out the dents. And if this means he's a quarterback for five years, then he's a quarterback for five years. Better five, a really great quarterback for five years than a guy you try to change and in three years is out of the league. Because that's what's going to happen to Justin Fields. If you continue to try to turn him into something that he's not. you got to let a guy be who he is. This is not 1983 or 1989 where a guy comes out and says, hey, you played in a small school. We need to teach you footwork and all these things. You're either the way you are or you're not. The Jets, the same thing with Zach Wilson. We're going to teach you all these different things. What? Guess what? Zach Wilson is not nearly the quarterback he was in college because the Jets decided to say, just don't suck, and it's not working. Any team that tries to change a quarterback too much, it never works. And Justin Fields is the latest guy for that example, and this is on the Bears. This is on the Bears. Let me play. Okay, so now they should let him play. Let him play and let him do his thing and see how it goes. Just like Al Pacino on any given Sunday says at the end, when Aaron Eckhart wants to call in all these different players, and all the time, and, he, and Al Pacino goes, ah, let the kid do his thing, right? And Aaron Eckhart goes, it's yeah. not about the kid this thing. Ah, let the kid do his thing. Confidence in the player to do what they can do to their best extent. That's what teams need to do with quarterbacks, and yet I see it all the time. From the three guys I just talked about, and now you're seeing it with Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a, a bit to the refinement of it. And for Lamar Jackson, right, the expansion of your game uh, to where you can operate more efficiently and effectively through the through the pocket, right? As opposed to one read and gone. But you can't eliminate it, right? It's it's the old rule of thumb of all right, my offense and let's layer it over the top and you will mold into it. No, it's what does your quarterback do well? Right? Yes, they finished with a terrible record and we had the number one overall pick. But there were a lot of things I think Anybody watching the Bears last year would have said, all right, there's some positive stuff from Justin Fields to work with. Now you try to, all right, let's layer. Let's add on. Well, they didn't do, get a lot done in the preseason at all in the workouts, in camp, and certainly in preseason games. So trying to get timing with DJ Moore and all these other players, not going to happen. And I saw the the great uh, yelling uh, factories today uh, of the Bears and the you know, use whatever terms you will. It's like, yeah, that's nothing that we haven't been saying for 40 years in Chicago, except for a couple of outliers in terms of how the organization's been run. So nothing new here. Uh, welcome aboard for if you haven't been paying attention. But the the larger thing is looking at the tape. And again, I watched it again, so you didn't have to. And people can <laughs> cherry pick a couple of plays. He's had time in the pocket. Yeah consistently. Yeah. And what's interesting in all of this is you've lost your left tackle for the year, and it's such yeah. an afterthought to what the games are, and you've got Kansas City this week and whatever. But you could see the paralysis by analysis, just not getting rid of the football. No. So or, it's and, the, and what would you rather have? Would you rather have him in the pocket throwing an incomplete pass, or would you rather have him tucking it under a couple seconds yeah, but too he's early not even, gaining eight yards? But he's not what even throwing the do? incomplete pass. Right? What, what he's taking a sack. Do? Right? What would you rather have him do? Hey, take off with the football. Do your thing. Right? I, what, hey, it's, an, it's a result-oriented business. You would have better results letting him do his thing. Again, bang out the dents. You can't, but you can't change a guy. You can't change a quarterback. Right. He's been great in the red zone. He's been great downfield. 
but you're not calling those plays, you know, the, the downfield throws. You're not getting him out to the edge, just like last year. Yeah. Right? They started the same way last year. Hey, you stay within the pocket and stay confined. No. Call some design rollouts. Get him on the edge, and then he can look downfield. If it's not there, he runs and picks up the first down. Live to fight another series of downs. It's it's just silliness. He's got the talent. He's got the talent. It's on yeah. the Bears for screwing it up. But it is good that Poles um, went out there instead of forcing the coach to try to go do that. Sure. sure. Hey, we're going to fire him in a few weeks, so I'm going to talk to you right well, now. Well, he got yesterday. He didn't have to do the talking because it was his birthday. Today, he had known it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Sam, Sam, baby. Darnold's in to the end of this game now. Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, we live. We got to see him. From the TireRack.com studios. This hour of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So here we are now. Two-minute warning in San Francisco. And it has been all 49ers. They lead the game. They have the football. It is a 30-12 to lead. Brock Purdy's night is done. 25 out of 37 for 310 and two touchdowns. 37. Shut up. Sam Darnold now in the game playing quarterback and handing off and handing off beautifully, by Did the way. Did you see that first step from under yeah. center? Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks lighter. In you the, talk uh, about leading the back yeah. into the hole right yeah, there. No, 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 yeah. No. He looks much lighter in the 49ers uniform than he ever did with the Jets or Panthers. <laughs> he looks so much heavier. Did he wear extra like rib protection or something so uh, he looked yeah. like a Stay Puff Marshmallow but, but man look at, him, look at him hand the ball off. How good he is just the getting that The fact that, that ball he survived off. the Jets is a miracle. And, uh, he has t-shirts. Survive, I survived the Jets. Mark, Mark Safe from playing with the New York Jets, you know, 2018 to 2022. Uh, Sam Darnold in the game. Look at this. This is where we're at right now. Uh, I am sorry for you. Sorry for me. If you started Daniel Jones in fantasy this week, 
This final stats for Daniel Jones, 22 out of 32, 137 yards, and a pick. And um, only five yards rushing. Uh, you didn't even yeah. get the scramble running for his life you know, from Shia LaBeouf yards right. from Daniel Jones. All right, I'll give you a dealer's, dealer's choice. What do you want to do first, Brock Purdy or Brian Dable and Daniel Jones? What do you want to do first? Well, the better story is the burning. The burning. It tastes like burning. You kind of just did that, Ralph. Wait, I did. It it's exactly. It tastes like burning. <laughs> okay. Because I'm thinking about Brian Dable with his I'm gonna lose. red face right, screaming up fine. and down, chasing officials yeah, up and down the yeah. sideline. He, lo- he looks like the upset guy at a picnic. Like, hey, <laughs> who's been in my cooler taking all my stuff? Come on, hey, where, where are those kids? It was in my cooler. Uh I don't understand what the Giants did tonight. I, I I really don't. Not because I'm mad that I took the Giants getting 11 and I'm going to lose. Okay, that's fine. But the way the Giants were going to win this game, and I, I and I'm, I'm stunned, is that I didn't get anything I thought I'd get from the Giants here on a Thursday night. They you're, com- you're coming into this game with no Saquon Barkley. What did I when I when I picked this game last night? I said Brian Dable. I know what he's going to do because the guy last year coached the year in the NFL. Not even close. The first three weeks, I don't know what the hell he's doing. No, I really no. don't. You're talking about. There is no more disappointing head coach in the NFL so far than Brian Dable because you're talking about week one where they don't show up for a home opener against the Cowboys. Game two, they don't show up for the entire first half right. against the Cardinals. They pull it out in the second half. And tonight, what I'm so surprised at is that what's the way for the Giants to win? The Giants' win tonight was clearly going to be Daniel Jones getting outside the pocket, making plays with his legs, right? Because you don't have a rushing attack. And a little bit of creativity, right? What did I say? Some trick plays, some formations, some things you're not gonna, you're not used to of with the Giants. And I get it's a short week, but come on, man. This is the NFL. And I didn't get any of that from Brian Dable tonight. There was no creativity. There was no, here's how we're going to try to stay in this game. Nothing. It was like, we're just putting our offense out there and seeing how it goes. Almost as if, hey, if we lose the game, we're supposed to lose the game. And from a fan standpoint, when a fan say, hey, we're supposed to lose the game, I get it. From a coach's standpoint, I don't get I don't I get, I don't get Brian Dable at all the first three weeks of the season. Again, the guy was a genius last year. Everything they did, he was he, the Giants were more prepared for every game than the opposition was. He would win games against teams he was supposed to beat. They wouldn't be close. He would win games against teams with the same talent, and he'd win games against teams with more talent. He was a great coach, and now this year, I don't I don't get what he's doing. And tonight, I don't get the lack of preparation. I don't get the lack of creativity. And we talked about it a few minutes ago. When the game was on the line, when it's 23-12 and the Niners have the ball and they're outside of field goal range, they complete a pass on third down for a first down to Christian McCaffrey. And you can see on the replay, the ball hits the ground. Now, does McCaffrey have control of it? Are they going to overturn it? Okay, I don't know if they overturn it, but you got to throw that challenge flag. Because you're talking about first down for the Niners in field goal range, and now or another three downs to get further into field goal range, and the game is over, and there's no challenge from the Giants who had all three timeouts. How do you not throw that flag? And go, maybe I get lucky, or the the referee see it and go, "Yep, ball hit the ground, and it's got to come out." Nothing. And then what happened two plays later? Brock Purdy throws a thirty yard touchdown uh, to Debo Samuel, and the game is over. I, I he is. I, I don't understand what's happened to Brian Dable. It's almost like he is. You know, change by like one of those freaky Friday or Space Jam moments, and suddenly like Adam Gase is coaching the team, and Whoa. really Brian Dable's brain is in Adam Gase's body somewhere. I I, I am stunned at what's going on with the Giants so far through the first three weeks. Yeah, you would have thought 
Mike Kafka and and Dable, knowing you're coming in shorthanded, you don't have Saquon Barkley at your disposal, and, and Brita, who's acquitted himself well in spots before. Okay, fine, he's your lead guy, but Daniel Jones making plays with like, look, it's a tough tough task, right? Going to San Francisco, short week, one of the best teams. We could argue, what, top three, four teams in the NFL. Maybe you argue them first in in some circles while McCaffrey's healthy and you've got Purdy playing as efficiently as he is. But we look at the situational football and third down defensive call. So Wink Martindale, he's on the hook too. Uh, You had some curious penalties called uh, on both sides. So really not a, a lot gained there, but certainly... For the Giants, a couple of times you watch Dable lose his mind. But creativity on the offensive end. Jalen Hyatt, a couple of huge plays. Uh, The rookie wide receiver last week to get them back in that game to ultimately win it against Arizona. Played very few snaps. Couldn't get on the field. And no targets. Wandale Robinson comes back. A guy who was a difference maker in parts of games he played last year. Five targets. Daniel Jones. Two rushing attempts. Like, that's the stat that will not make any sense to me. I get it. 49ers can take away Darren Waller. And yes, they're going to spy Jones trying to run. But even like we were talking about with Fields before, designing a rollout to get him to the edge to maybe break containment. And maybe you you get a deep ball that you mix therein. And you you get a little bit creative uh, in in your routes and, and the route trees that you're running. Here, it it was a pedestrian effort all around. Couldn't get off the field on third down. And your point, we would talk about it with the NBA and college hoops all the time. Uh, and when we dive into any other uh, basketball endeavor, like, what are you doing? You're trying to extend the game as long as you can, right? Give yourself a puncher's chance on that McCaffrey catch. Might it have been overturned? Maybe. Maybe not. But that's but the how game. Do you, how do you that's not, the game. Right. How do you not throw it that's at that moment? That's the whole game. That's the whole game. That is either you throw the challenge flag, you win the challenge, it's fourth down, and maybe the Niners are punting, and you get the ball back down a score. Right? Maybe. Right? Maybe. Or you give them the first down, and the game is basically over because they're going to get in field goal range, and as we see, they scored a touchdown two plays later. That was the game. That was the game. I know you want to throw a challenge flag when you know you're going to win. I, I understand that today. Hey, but this is a hey, this is rubber hits the road. This is the moment of the game, and they didn't. And he didn't throw the flag. And I'm watching it, saying, "You've got to be kidding!" And they even showed him. They even showed Brian Dable standing looking out of the field. No one's telling him, "Hey, throw the flag." No one's saying, "Hey, maybe, coach." Hey, I thought the ball hit there. Looked like it might hit the ground. Hey, coach, throw that challenge flag. Do something. Do so. Get let let let. Let's try to figure out if maybe we get a break on this. Nothing from him. I, I don't know what's happened to the guy. I re- this is not the guy that I saw last year coach rings around other teams with his preparation and his game day adjustments. There, there's this is not the same guy, really. I may, I'm, maybe, maybe this is AI Brian Dable, and Brian Dable's off somewhere going. Man, last year was really difficult, and I got to take some time away, and I'm on an island right now somewhere, just you know, enjoying margaritas and hanging out. <laughs> and we have AI Brian Dable, who th- yeah, look, he looks like Brian Dable, it's the old Rob Lowe thing. He's yeah. still coaching a little. Little bit like Brian Dable, but he's not doing Brian Dable things. I, I, I really, this is this is stunning to me. Stunning and I, to and me. I know this game did not work according to the script that has been so successful for Dable and company. Last nineteen games, the graphic they threw up, they average one hundred forty-five rushing yards per game. Okay, this is where you know the old uh, 
You know, we, we talked about friends earlier in the week. One of the great lines uttered by the David Schwimmer character, pivot, <laughs> pivot. You need to do something differently with your offense. The run game is being taken away. You're not getting anything there. Waller is being taken away. Guess what? You got five guys that are kind of the same in your receiving core and the rookie deep threat that you suddenly decided not to use. Who had a couple of big catches last week. Unconscionable. And he's not there. Well, just trying to stretch the field. If nothing else, these guys were were throwing flags all over. Now there were only 12 penalties in the game. Certainly seemed like a lot more. Why? Because they were big. They were big penalties throughout this game. So why not try to force the issue? You'd already gotten one uh, Fugazi, which is a favorite word in sports radio. He's a Fugazi. He's a you know, Fugazi. I mean, we got one of those Donnie along Brasco, the sideline. Right? Donnie Brasco. Yeah. What's a Fugazi? Fugazi is a fake. It's a Fugazi. So Forget we got that. Fugazi. You know, we got one of those along the sideline. Why not throw it up a couple of times? See if you can't draw one with Hyatt downfield. No, he's, no, a, he's something to handle. Look, no, cre- no creativity and no adjustment when the Niners decide you want to go to Darren Waller. We're not going to allow you to go to Darren Waller. And Waller never got in the rhythm of the game, and he had a big uh, play he could have made he did not make. The 49ers had the plan coming in. Okay, this is their guy. So now we stop him and see. And the Giants had no answer. And now suddenly it was, I'm watching the same plays be run. And the 49ers have tight coverage on the wide receivers because right now the Giants' wideouts are just a bunch of guys, right? Mm -hmm. Isaiah Hodgins was a great find last year, end of the year in the playoff, and now did he even get a target tonight? He had one target. One target tonight, right? He, He was Daniel Jones's guy. Hyatt gets nine snaps. Right? I, I don't. Wandale Robinson. I love him. Right? He got hurt last year. That was a big. It's good thing, to get him back in. Know, but uh, w- 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 I mean, they have no identity right no. now, and I, I, I mean it. I don't get what Brian Dable was trying to accomplish tonight. It's like he walked into the game going, "It's going to be really tough. Let's get out of this game without any injuries." Like really, if if he if he says that in his post game press conference, I would say, okay, boy, you're going to get killed for that. But at least I understand. At least I understand. Hey, we weren't going to win this game. I wanted to get out of here without a lot of injuries and be ready to go in ten days. And that's the season really starts. One and two is okay. You know, we lost to the Cowboys. All right, we beat the Cardinals. One and two, we're fine. Season's going to start for us, and when we get Saquon back and everything else, like at least I would get that. At least I would get that. But I, I mean, this this was tonight as the game kept getting a little bit further away from them. There was no desperation. There was no sense of urgency from the Giants saying, let's try something a little bit here. And you'd played terrible football and you were still kind of in the game. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the thing. This looked a lot like the Jets and the Cowboys from Sunday. This game looked a lot like Jets-Cowboys. One turnover, one one opportunity. Because, I mean, you look at the yardage, you look at the time of possession, you look at the stats – like there's there's just no comparison. Like you would be like, why why wasn't this more than the final score? Why why was the differential not even more uh, from this game? But the Giants hung around, forced a couple of field goals, and then offensively, just ineptitude. I've watched this McCaffrey play a number of times, and you know, even if you you don't think you're going to get it, you, you've got to at least try to stop the momentum. You got to try, try to do something. Uh, instead, there's Debo Samuel, 129 yards and a score uh, for him tonight. And we just saw the efficiency of the the 49ers on third down. All of those things. And Brian Dable, offensive wizard, coaching wizard, all of that. Uh, he took tonight off. Maybe he's the Rex Ryan of head coaches. Like he's peaking in his first year. Ooh, right. We talk about guys who peak as a rookie. You know, and hey, this guy peaked as a rookie. And then you know, like a Miles Austin, uh, someone like that. Ooh, oh, yeah. look at you. Hey, you know, maybe Brian Dable just just uh, peaked as a rookie head coach. 
And that's it. And now he's just, hey, yeah, I'm a star now. Yeah, yeah. You want to criticize me for my kid's birthday? Yeah, I'm still there. I really, I, I, I'm no more disappointing a head coach than Brian Dable so far in the NFL season. Unreal. Brutal. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players redemption seekers and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars anyone can win relationships matter and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Carmen. Spicy mustard. Woo! Just had a little bit too much spicy mustard, Mike Carmen, but now I can breathe. I think I can breathe in the moon. I was going to say, that would really uh, clear up the sinuses. Boy. I was thinking of drinking some of that just Mm. uh, to help myself out. Pull Mm. Harmon's finger. Mm, Must have more. Must have more hot mustard. Uh, I I I feel like Homer Simpson. Oh, that was awful. Oh, my God, my head. I had too much hot mustard. Where can I get some more? I love hot mustard. Uh, The Niners beat the Giants tonight. Rather easy. Yep. Rather very workmanlike. 30 to 12. What the spread? Uh, My Giants did not come through for me. No, they didn't. Giants getting 11. We tried to tell you. It was close. It was close. It really wasn't. Brian Dable really let me down. Well, there was a lot working against. And and look, not to do the excuse making, but let's just call it coming into the game. You're playing down two offensive linemen. Yeah. You're playing down Saquon Barkley. Yeah. No, but I I choose to blame Brian Dable. No, and and you should. I'm not saying you don't have to adapt and adjust and try something different. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It was, look, Brian Dable, we talked about him a few minutes ago. The most disappointing head coach in the NFL so far this season. There was no creativity, no way to get out of it, no using Daniel Jones' legs. None of that tonight. And I'm stunned at that from Brian Dable. Now, the flip side of it, 
because we talked about him. We'll have more on him coming up in a bit. Is you're Brock crying Purdy. because of that mustard. I'm, by I know. Either I that know. or because you know you're happy that Brock Purdy succeeded. Or... I bet fifty grand of the Giants they lost <laughs> Harmon. Oh no. <laughs> um, the I would say the hate and the vitriol that Brock Purdy took after the first half of the Niners tonight. Uh, people just get out of control. And I mean pundits and analysts with wanting to jump on top and criticizing and telling the quarterback he stinks, right? I get it. We're in that time. And we've had a week where Kenny Pickett, he stinks. Deshaun Watson, he stinks. Justin Fields, he stinks. First half for the for the well, 49ers. We did that all on air. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but first half of the 49ers tonight, he threw a couple of balls mm-hmm. that could have been picked and probably should have been picked. But they weren't. And the end results were he threw for a buck fifty in the first half and a touchdown, and the Niners had seventeen points. Mm-hmm. And this is why games are sixty minutes long and not thirty minutes long because at the end of the night, Brock Purdy was pretty good. He throws for another touchdown that clinches the game. And the end of the night, three ten and two touchdowns, twenty five out of thirty seven. You want me to make it sound even better? Make it sound better. You want me to take Carmen? you to a whole other level? Oh, take me to that level from take next level. gen stats. Ready? This is fun. The Giants and Wink Martindale, not the game show host, blitzed Purdy on 84.6% of his dropbacks. So that's the highest blitz rate they've ever recorded since they've been in business. Mm. He was 20 of 31 on those blitz attempts for 247 yards and two touchdowns. (laughs) Realize with fire. Look, Brock Purdy is not a guy that's going to win passing championships. He's not going to throw 40 touchdowns in a year. What he's going to do is give you is is he's an upper level mid, right? That's he's not mid, right? Cuz that you know that that's like you know that, that that's what you hope that Zach Wilson becomes at some point is mid. But he's an upper level mid. And he's been that way since he came into the league. This is a week where he throws for 250 to 300 yards and two touchdowns. Doesn't turn the ball over a lot right now. Four touchdowns, no picks through the first three weeks of the season. This is who Brock Purdy is. This is a guy that you can win a Super Bowl with. You can win multiple Super Bowls with Brock Purdy. You don't need to throw for 350 and four touchdowns every single week, but you can't hand the ball off and go for a buck 50 and a touchdown and a pick, right? That's why what Brock Purdy does is more than good enough to win. He's elite. Any team that is talented, that gets this kind of production because he's been nothing but steady since he came into the league, you're going to win a lot of games. Right? But if that's, you told the, me that's the 49er formula, and it has been, Your though. quarterback is 275 and two touchdowns. You're going to win. You're going to win all the especially with the talent that they have surrounding him. They won tonight. No Brandon Ayuk, doesn't matter tonight. Other guys stepped up too. Purdy found them. He makes the right decisions with the football, and that goes into your what you talk about blitzing is that he always knows where to go with the football, and he makes those decisions saying, hey, I see where the one-on-one play is. I'm going to give my receiver a chance to win the ball here. It's what he did with Debo Samuel on the touchdown. He does that a lot. He does that a ton. But these guys all fight through contact when we're talking about yak, yards after contact yards after catch tonight it was uh, a lot of get a guy in space and then off they go because the other thing the 49ers do and and it was one thing i always appreciate a guy that we both uh you know we we had our moment with uh puppy monkey baby uh you had him as a jet i am as a bear brandon marshall like one of the things you always appreciated about his game was that he would block 
Right, if the ball didn't come his way, mm-hmm. he was downfield blocking. Yeah. And that's one of the things that the 49ers, if you're going to be part of their system, you're going to help. And Yak is such a big part of what they do. Play good defense, run the football, find balance, and your quarterback doesn't have to be all-worldly. It worked for years with Jimmy Garoppolo, and now maybe Brock Purdy's Garoppolo plus, right? I mean, a little more efficiency, a little more downfield strike. But the same results. You're winning games. And to what you guys said, there's a reason Brock Purdy is 11 and 1. Telling you, man. Brock Purdy. I think he had a reason he won. 11 and 1. Did you have a reason? What you guys said is the reason he's 11 and (laughs) 1. There's a reason. Until you score. And a big, bold prediction next on Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.